This is Mark Wade, and you're listening to Marvel 616 Politics. Welcome to Marvel 616 Politics, as you heard in our intro. This is Andy Kirby, followed by my friend... Jared Mayo. And Jared, how are you this evening? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing fantastic as well. I, uh, as well as that. I think we, I think we start the show every, every time like that. How fantastic, are you? good, excellent... Spectacular, uncanny, amazing, incredible. Friendly neighborhood. Yeah, all those things. That's how I'm doing. Oh, well, that I mean, that makes perfect sense. Amazing, astonishing. What else we got? Mighty, dark. <laughs> Untold Tales. Oh, yeah. Chapter one. But that's, that's really it, though. Yeah, for now. Until all right, we well, I mean... Light. We are a comic book podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website at marvel616politics.com. That's where you can download and stream the episodes. We're also on iTunes. Look us up, M6P, Marvel 616 Politics, or bit.ly link, bit.ly slash marvel616politics. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash marvel616politics for all your latest news, uh, polls, pictures, segments, you name it. Post something up there. Um, You can also give us a call, leave us a message. Make sure it's nice, make sure it's appropriate, and we'll even play it on the show. And that phone number would be 616-755-TINA. That's 616-755-T-I-N-A. Why, Tina, you ask? Well, it's because of Tina Turner. Yes, that's right. The amazing Tina Turner and her amazing legs. We need to get her to do an intro. Okay, that's that's your that's your job. Mm. Oh, wait, who did, who did ours today? Mark Wade, right? I believe so. I saw him at the comic book convention, the Gem City Comic Book Convention. And how did that go for you? That was awesome. He was a great guy. He, we got to talk a little bit about X-Men and how he really wished he could have stayed on X-Men. But I didn't really want to get into, like, oh, really? What happened? Give me some dirt. So I just let him go. <laughs> so wait, how long did you How long did you talk to him? Uh, 35 seconds. Okay. All right. All right. I thought you were besties. No, no, that's me and Chris Claremont. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Actually, I was talking to uh, the guys over at Hideous Energy, um, Austin and David, and they they actually know, like, they've hung out with Mark Wade. Oh. Yeah. And so they're like, he is the biggest comic book nerd in the world, which is hard <laughs> to imagine after after meeting so many comic book nerdy people. But um, anyway, it's uh, it was fairly interesting. They told me that they they like. One of them slipped over at Sean McKeever's house, and <laughs> I, they they got weird connections, man. Whoa! I know, I know. Awesome. But I mean, you were on Oprah to see Tina, so. Yeah, so hideous energy, who? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. We like hideous energy. Oh, also, 
We're sponsored by DCBService.com. That's Discount Comic Book Service. And they're amazing. Let's just say it. I mean, absolutely. they really don't have anybody to compete with. I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, how can I break into the industry? Maybe not writing. You know, everybody's got a website out there that they do articles and reviews and stuff. Everybody and their mother. So I was like, man, I don't want to do that. And then I was like, what about, you know, an LCS? That doesn't sound like a good idea. But somehow... DCB service makes it work, man. They like have their own store in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and yet they ship all over the world at 35 to 40 to 50% off. That's great. That, did you say that's great? Yeah, have you ever meant to say that's good and that's great, and then you come out with that's great? That's great, song. Yeah. And I had a cheese it in my mouth, so. That's you and great. your cheese it's, man. What was it last time? Wheat thins? Yeah, I'm, I'm into crackers. Why? What, is, what does that mean? You don't like crackers? No, they're too chewy for me. I like the crisp of, of chips. Um, what do you... <laughs> Wheat Thins and Cheez-Its are crisp. I don't know. Cheez-Its are too thick to be that crisp. No. I, well, we got the supersized ones. Are you serious? There's a supersized Cheez-It? Yeah, they're good for dipping in cottage cheese. What? That sounds awful. That's what I have for dinner, like, every night. You are such a picky eater. It's amazing. We, what would you like? One time that you and I ate, where did we go? You took me to like a Vietnamese restaurant or something. It was a Thai restaurant. Thai restaurant. Who eats Thai? I do. I love Thai. Pad Thai. Pad CU. I, that's all I know. I can't. The Drunken Noodle. DUI. I mean, who doesn't love that? How, we are in America. We don't eat Thai. Are you saying we like you in Ohio or like me and you? Like, you know, of all the places, like we got to hang out and we went to Thai. We could have got a burger or pizza. We got Thai. We got like noodles and stuff that was alive running around on the plate. We'll have to do that next time. I mean, <laughs> it, Becky was with us and she wanted Thai, so you know. Oh, Becky. How is Becky? I think she's okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, she's still alive. Where is she? She's in Florida. She's in Gainesville, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. We miss her. We we watched um we're watching Survivor and it's just not the same without her. Is Survivor that is that the is that this uh, guys versus girls one? Is that what this is? Well, it was for the first few episodes. But not anymore. They changed it. They were like this sucks. This stinks. Well, I mean, there's always merges and and people switch tribes and all kinds of stuff like that. but You can't it, just switch tribes. This isn't real life. I don't like Survivor. You need to watch the show so you know how it works. Um, that's probably true. But then again, I would have to get, you know, I would have to pay for... What do you What do you get? Do you use satellite or cable? I mean, you just told me Time Warner was your connection, right? Just for internet. We don't have... We just plug our TV in and we get six channels. What? Really? Yeah, you should be able to do that too. I don't think that's true. I'll have yeah. to check. ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, um, the CW, and PBS. So wait, Those you have, have a digital antenna, or you don't need a digital antenna? Yeah, our TV has the digital in it. Oh. So it's free. You know what? I'm going to have to look into that. But then again, I don't really care. I mean, I mean, obviously, to talk about this with you on some sort of intelligent level, I would need to watch it, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd get to watch Judge Judy. I mean, who doesn't love that? Uh, hello. Family Feud, Judge Judy, Survivor. Is that what you told me? You watched Judge Judy? You sent me a text. You were like, we need to write this out so we don't end up on Judge Judy screaming yeah. at each other. 
Because it's always, to our listeners, uh, Andy and I, we have a, another business outside of the Marvel 616 politics. Um, Andy and I are doing our own kind of entrepreneurial thing. And, and uh, yeah, I always see friends on Judge Judy who, because they didn't write it down, there's always a fight. And so I just want to make sure you and I have everything written down so we're not on Judge Judy. Well, I, I mean, that's our, that's our ticket to become famous right there. That People was the other like, way I was looking at it. I want to be buy from these guys because they're ridiculously great on Judge Judy. And it'd be cool to meet her. Well, I mean, I don't her. think you get to really. I don't want her yelling at me, especially when I think I'm smarter than her. <laughs> you, there's no way she's the smartest person in the world. Are you serious? Judge Judy. You did yeah. not just say that. You did not just say that Judge Judy is the smartest person in the world. Have you ever watched her show? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you taking a drink? I was. I was taking. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's I almost. Amazing. I don't want to spit on my microphone. She's so smart. And I have. I have no doubt just, that she's smart, but I don't think she's the smartest person in the world. I believe she's probably top three. Her, <laughs> Amadeus Cho. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, terrible. You've uh, done you've done this to me. President Obama. Oh, right. Let's get into <laughs> politics. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Alright. And changing subjects. What are we what are we changing subjects to? Did well, you wait, first of all, first of all, because your computer only works halfway, um, did you get the contract I sent you? I got it today. Oh, okay. Good. Good, good, good. Alright. Yeah, don't be thinking of he screwed me out of money. Like, don't be thinking that you screwed me out of money or that my chance to screw you out of money is gone. Don't don't think that I'm not going to be finding loopholes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that I intentionally put in there or that, like, you are going to take advantage of? I know how you do. No, look, when I really started writing it out, I was like, well, whose pocket is this coming out of? It really actually was tough because I was like, I just assumed, eh, I'm going to pay for it, and then you'll pay me back like out of the profits that we make, and then we'll split the rest 50-50, right? But then I was like, well, I mean, I kind of like that idea, but what if I have to come out of pocket like thousands of dollars and I can't float this? Then what are we going to do? Yeah, we can talk after the episode. Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah, I know, but thought. And I haven't, I just glanced over, I, I read through it all, but I want to really sit down and and uh, meditate on it. Well, don't meditate on it. <laughs> on a, um, this religious article contract that we have. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> so I heard we have we have a couple new followers on Facebook. Heck yeah, we gave them shout outs. Well done. We got who we got? We got Jimmy Myers. Welcome, Jimmy, Jimmy Myers. To the body politic. Do you know Jimmy Myers or no? No. Okay. And Mike Sloan. Do you know Mike Sloan? No. I do know Mike Sloan. Oh, how do you know Mike Sloan? Um, he was in the youth group that Sean Shearschmidt was in when I was doing youth up there. Cool. Oh, he's a fantastic individual. There's no doubt about it. And he always says I. So I don't know if he still does that. But Sloan, if you're listening... I, I, like, like if he pirate? understands you, like a who, like if he understands what you're saying, he says I, like a pirate. Well, no, more like a a, a navalman, a sailor. Okay. 
I mean, I wouldn't call him a pirate. He may squint when he says it. I'm not sure. That's exciting. Oh, it certainly is. Cool. But, but Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> but that's about it. Man, we <laughs> haven't, I mean, we haven't uh, really recorded in quite some time, but um, I think it's been two, three weeks, three weeks. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. Oh, yeah? What's happened? Well, I mean, in the comics world. Oh, yeah, this little AVX thing? Yeah, man. You never told me what topic. Are you keeping a surprise, like the State of the Union topic that we're listening to? Or the... Oh, I didn't come up with one. Oh. Well done. <laughs> well, I came up with one, but I didn't think you really knew about it, so... Well, we can still talk about it. Okay. Well, okay, well, first of all, we got one email. <laughs> An email? Yes! From Kevin McVicker. Oh, hey, I'm just letting who? Where's our Where's our buddy here? Oh man, I don't want to say his name wrong. He's gonna kick me. Oh, Joe Mama. No, Jason Edwards. All right. For some reason, I was thinking Edwards is the first. I know. I know, Jason. I'm sorry, Jason Edwards. I, as a prize to the March Modoc Madness thing, I have not forgotten. I will send you some trades. Some. I'll probably four or five of them. So. Be looking for that, my good man. And now, Zach, can owners, uh, can owners of the uh, Marvel 616 page also participate in these contests? You want me to send you trades? Heck yeah! Yes, I guess. Okay, sweet. But then and you can't. I'm also the judge. But then you're not a judge. Yes, I'm the judge. No. Do you have it in writing? We well, then I re- I refuse to acknowledge the first thing. Well, because you I, didn't have it in writing. I own 51 percent of this. <laughs> <laughs> Why? But, but why would you say that? Um, because I designed the logo. That you you designed the two guys, yes. Yeah, so that makes me just a little bit more than you. You did a great <laughs> job. You did a great job, I'm not going to lie. Hey, what do you think about this new Facebook thing? <laughs> why are you laughing at me? <laughs> you sound like an 80-year-old guy in 2004. Hey! What do you think about this new Facebook thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the new layout. Is it working for oh, you? I was going to say, Facebook's not new, buddy. No, I know that. No, I, I did not like the timeline. <laughs> okay, what was what is it all about? It, it makes it difficult for me to see everyone's... Because I don't have it on my personal page, but we had to get it for our group page. Wait, are you, wait we don't have it on our personal page? I don't like Jared Mayo's personal page does not have the timeline. I think mine does. My home doesn't, but my page does. What's the difference? I'm not really sure what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, you know the last time after I said, Hey, don't add me to a bunch of groups, I got added to like twenty groups. <laughs> and people did it on purpose, I'm sure. <laughs> they were like, hey, 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 hey. That's awesome. <laughs> it wasn't really that good. I had to go through it. But see, I think they changed it, though, because I didn't start receiving all these emails. But then I got an email that said Mike McCone, and I was like, oh, sweet, he remembers me from the con. But the email was him. He got added to a group that I was added to, and all he said was, please don't add me to groups without asking first. And I was like, I mean, what can I write back? I feel you, bro. Like, he's not going to know me, and then he already left the group, so if I write back, he's not going to... And then, like, what do I do? Do I go track him down on his page and be like, hey, remember the thing you said about adding groups before asking? Ditto. I would send him some trades. 
send him some trades. You're yeah, like, hey, that, you're... Is, that, is that what you do? No, but he's not a contest winner, man. Um, he's the artist for astonishing. Yeah, he wins the contest for. No, no, no. I'm not sending him any trades. <laughs> <sighs> rude. <laughs> you think that's that's rude? No. <laughs> Nonsense. Um, hey, what do you like? Um, flashback Fridays. That's uh, Jason Edwards has been doing that. He took it upon himself to do some uh, flashback reviews and panels on Friday of a couple comics. Yeah, he I puts really a lot of time into that. that. What'd you say? A lot of time into that. He did. He writes it up, man. I dig him. Yeah, I, it's really cool to just have a flashback, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah, some of those old uh, the old lizard issue with uh, McFarlane that was good. I like that. What is that? Torment, Spider-Man Volume One, so. number one through six, I think. Yeah, I think so. Fantastic. All right, so let's go to uh, one listener, Kevin McVicker. Kevin he McVicker. Has, he has two questions, but really we're gonna answer only one of them here, and then we're gonna talk about one of them when we do the issues. Ooh. All right, I'm actually very interested in your answer on this one. Question number one from Kevin McVicker. With Bendis, I'm going to read it like him, okay? This is, how he, this is how Kevin talks. Oh, okay. With Bendis leaving the Avengers after AVX, who do you hope to fill or refill that space? And where would you like to see Bendis go? And he said something very terrible. Away is the appropriate response. But I don't think he meant that. I think that that's a joke. What's a joke? Well, he said away. Like, where would you like to see Bendis go? And he said away. Oh, gotcha. Because yeah, he put that in parenthetically, as they say. Gotcha. So go with it. All right, with Bendis leaving the Avengers, who do you hope will fill that space? And then where would you like to see Bendis go after that? Uh, how about Chris Claremont? You would like to see him go to Chris Claremont? Ew. No. Well, then what are you talking about? Do you, you want to see Claremont on the Avengers? I was kidding. <sighs> are you trying to? Are you kidding to to see my reaction? Or are you kidding? Yeah. Just... I'm trying to ruffle your feathers as well, I look at your picture on Skype. So far, how what happened to your picture? You don't have a picture up here. No. Oh, you don't either. It's it's a Peter Parker. That's as close to real life as we need to get, son. <laughs> no, there are pictures of you on Jackie's page. Are there really? Yeah, on her profile picture. I'm going to take them down. <laughs> <laughs> Why? First of all, I'm not allowed to go see her page. Oh. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> You're We're like, in a whole new realm of topics. <laughs> you stay off my Facebook page. No, because that's how I had to get a picture. Remember when we a couple years ago when we did the uh, Avengers covers, the blank white covers, and I made one of you? Oh, yes. I had to get it somewhere. Uh, you did good. You did well. All right, so back to the question. For Avengers, I mean, we were talking about him earlier. I would love to see Mark Wade on the Avengers. I think Why? he had a great run when he was on the Avengers. When, you... when, when was he on the Avengers? What stories did he do? Oh, Andy, you're going to make me look it up. Well, just tell me what stories. You said he had a great run, so that means you, you you know of some of them, right? That means that I'm looking it up. No one died. What? 
No one died. Oh, oh, let me do something better. Um. Oh, I can't think of anything. I'm I'm terrible at wasting time here on these things. But that's basically all we do. Have you heard the one about... Uh, So a woman goes to her psychiatrist and says, Doctor, I need help. My husband thinks he's a refrigerator. The doctor looks at her and says, That's a harmless complex. It shouldn't be a problem. Maybe it is, says the woman, but he sleeps with his mouth open and the light keeps me awake. Awesome. Um... I can't find. Maybe he wasn't. I know he was on Captain America. Wow. <laughs> and he wrote Fantastic Four. I do remember that. Right. I, I didn't really care for that, but I liked his Captain America. I do remember that part. Do you? Did you like his? Did you read House of M Spider Man? That was Mark Wade. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Have you been reading Daredevil? No. I read the first issue because you told me to. Because I told you to. Probably because we did it on the show, man. Well, yeah, and who came up with that? us to review that issue? Okay, all right, me. Yeah, it wasn't a slight. Okay, so you want you can't remember. you. He did well on Captain America, so you want him on the Avengers. Well, and I liked him when I liked him on his X-Men run. He, he was only on the X-Men for like six to ten issues, but I did like it. It seems like I would remember this. Recently? No, in the 90s. Oh, okay. <clears throat> all right. I mean, um... I don't know, because I kind of like the... It's been fun having everyone in the Marvel Universe be on the Avengers team, but it'd be kind of cool to see maybe more of a, a classic lineup and not all of Marvel's main people on it. I don't and, know. I don't know. I really, I, I don't think I would have as much fun with that. Like, if you bring Giant Man, Vision, Wasp... Like, those are characters I really don't care about. Well, they're already on the Avengers except for Wasp right now. Giant Man's not really on the Avengers. Uh, he really was on the Shield her- Helicarrier and jumped out onto Utopia. Oh, see, we're going to discuss that because in number one, yes. Number two, no. So which one's continuity? Well, yeah, there were qu- quite a few different things like that. Uh, but Vision is. Maybe just maybe just lose a couple of the characters. I guess more so than anything, I want to get back to some maybe some stories that are a little bit deeper and have some dialogue that isn't so... Uh, 2012 one-liners, you know? Yeah, I could, I, I could go for that. I really, if 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 he stayed on New Avengers, that would be enough for me. If somebody took over the other Avengers, uh, the Avengers proper title, but you Did know, you have somebody in mind? Good question. I can tell you who I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Jeff Loeb. <laughs> I wouldn't want Jeff Parker. Um, I Jeff Loeb on anything. I would say Brubaker, but he did such a. I mean, I really didn't like his Secret Avengers run. Uh, remember, Remender's too weird. Um, Ooh, Chris Yost. Ooh, that is... Yost. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yost. He's good. Hickman's good, but it's kind of would be a long, drawn-out, convoluted story that you wouldn't really get a payoff for. Kind of like Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four has been intriguing, and it's been one long story, but it's kind of like very anticlimactic. So I would go with Yost. That sounds good. Kyle and Yost, the writing team. Yeah, they could write anything. You know, they should just write everything. Well, I don't... I mean... Have you been reading Scarlet Spider? Yost writes that. No. It's pretty good. It's all right. I mean, I read the first issue because you told me to. All right, well, who would you not want on the book? Like, oh. hands down, like, no well, Jeff way. Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Okay, yeah, me too. Jeff Loeb. Um, 
really probably not Chris Claremont. No. Uh, X-Men guy. Um, Grant Morrison. Wait, why not Grant Morrison? Because I don't want to see the Avengers like all in black leather and depressed and, and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. And, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of people. but I was thinking right current, current um, Marvel writers. Grant Morrison's not a current Marvel writer. Well, then Jeff Loeb, because he's on my list right now. What about Jeff Parker? Because there's been talk of him taking over. What did he write again? Right now he's writing Hulk. He's He wrote uh, Agents of Atlas. He's writing... What's the other one uh, that I'm not reading? Well, I'm not reading Hulk, and I'm definitely not reading Agents of Atlas. Right. Man, he writes something else. Stink. I'm going to have to look it up. I'm not going to let this go. Now you have to talk. Um, well, be thinking about what we're going to talk about. What we're going to talk about for my State of the Union uh, is the Marvel animated stuff. What's going on in that universe. Okay, we can do that. That sounds good. Well, he wrote... Oh, Thunderbolts. That's the other one. Have you read that? Um, I started reading Thunderbolts. Like, like I know you're a huge Thunderbolts over. fan, and I think actually this issue, currently 173, I believe, I think they're reintroducing the original team. Yeah, they're because they're doing some kind of like time warp thingy. Like the the Thunderbolts have been going to all these different past events and stuff. You know, I'm sort of ashamed to say that like. As soon as I heard that um, Aaron was that that Hulk was being renumbered, Incredible Hulk was being renumbered, and Aaron was taking over, I kind of was like, "Oh, sweet! Now I don't have to read." That's that's my jumping on point. I don't have to read and finish up what Pac did, and I never look back. And that that always kind of tears at me because I didn't read the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I think you know, whenever he jumps off of Thunderbolts, I'm probably gonna jump back on, and I'm probably gonna feel the same way. But that Hulk, man, I don't know. It just went It went from, I mean, it was really bad under Jeff Loeb, and I really didn't like Ed McGinnis' artwork on there. But but now I just can't. I can't get into anything Jeff Parker writes. Is, that, is this the Red Hulk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so, all right, now that, we, now that we've set our choices, Kyle and Yost um, or uh, Hickman, Actually, you know what? I would love to see Spencer write it. Who's he? He wrote that Secret Avengers issue that we liked so much about Black Widow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's he up to? He right now, well, he's writing um he's writing in the Ultimate Universe right now. Gotcha. Nick Spencer. And then he's got a couple of his own books. He's got Thief of Thieves over at Image and then he's got Morning Glories over at Image also. So um I think you could write it. Thank you. I don't think I could, buddy. You're trying to break in, aren't you? Uh, not that way. I think I'm gonna write here and there. <laughs> Listen to me. It sounds so such like a such a total idiot jerk. Well, no, guy. you you speak what you expect and you speak what you want, don't you? In general, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so I that's think what you should be saying. When I have a story to tell, I'm gonna write it and then self-publish. But. Because I was thinking about it. I was really thinking about it because uh, 
our, my buddy over at Hideous Energy, he just signed on with his first six-issue limited series contract. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know, right? And he, I was talking to him, and he was like, man, I've been trying to get published for 10 years. I write and write and write and write and write. And I was like, dude, I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I have an idea, and I work on one idea, and I work on it and work on it and work on it. But I don't write and write and write just to get practice writing and then scrap it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, look, I, I'm I, this guy deserves it. You know, he's putting in the effort. He's doing the work. There's no way I'm going to come in and just be like, hey, hand me a contract. So I think when I want a story to tell, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll self-publish. And if anybody wants to pick it up, that's fine. But that won't be like my main job, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd be pretty content with that. Well, what Marvel title would you write if you could? Ooh, good question. Because I know Spidey's your favorite, but is that who you'd write? I think what, I would write. I think I would try to write Captain America, to be honest with you, because you know what? I think I could probably write a good limited series for Spider-Man or Captain America, because those are the people I relate to most. Well, now Marvel kind of put the axe on doing a lot of limited series, so I'm talking about a a current like a, a series that you'd be writing. Like an ongoing? I don't, man. To be honest with you, I don't know if I could put out an issue a month, like, and and still, I mean, it would have to be a giant overarching story, and so I would say probably, probably Spider-Man would be the best quality of what I would put out. You know what I'm saying? Like, out of all the characters, all the titles. I would do the best on that character than any other character, probably, just because I relate to him more. I'm not saying it would be a good quality book. I mean, because it would probably not be that hot. But um, <laughs> why would you say that? Well, because because I don't have the experience and I don't have the practice of writing it. You know what I mean? Like I'm slowly getting that practice. Um, but I'm not. In, by no means am I going to say I'm as good as the worst writer for Marvel right now. You you don't expect enough out of yourself, bro. Well, I mean, would I aspire to be, and I think that I could be, but right now I think that it would be very prideful and kind of pretentious to say that. Don't you think or no? I haven't read anything that you've written. Oh, well. I mean, just because you don't have a lot of prior experience, there's no reason that you can't sit down, hammer something out, and somebody, like one of the... Stan Lee wouldn't see that and be like, this is amazing. You know, it doesn't take, it doesn't always take writing every single day. A lot of the times it's just God-given talent. Some people have it and some people don't. Those that don't have it have to really, really work hard on it. And those that do have it don't have to work as hard. Good points, good points. You know what? I mean, if you're interested, I'll send you those scripts that are supposed to be being published soon. They're being worked on. I told you about this, the zombie stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you those so you can read them and critique them. Give me some good uh, constructive criticism. Yeah, man. I didn't know you were interested. Sure, man. I'd love to well, send those over. I'm just really big on watching what you you think and what you speak to. I've just found that it's really changed my life in how I and the words that I say. And if I if I talk about how I'm not what I should be and not where I want to be and all that stuff, it's a lot harder to get there. So I talk as if I am there and I am this good or I am that good at this or whatever. And it's not about not being humble or anything. 
it's about when you your words so many times will affect how your mind thinks about yourself. That that's true. I, I believe that, but at the same time, I really have a a hard time with me um, coming off as a jerk and saying, you know, like being self confident to the point of perceived arrogance. Absolutely, absolutely, and ultimately it comes down to a heart issue. Well, and yes, issue with God, and if you really are humble about it and you're right with God, then it really isn't a big deal on how you um, and what others perceive because if people truly know you then they will perceive that yeah andy is speaking what he expects to be and and it is absolutely about an attitude as well if you if you're like yeah marvel 616 politics i'm the best writer of the best writers of all marvel yeah that's kind of jerk face but if you say (laughs) yeah you know what i'd be willing to own my craft work on it a little bit and go up against you know a writer at marvel because I believe that, you know, if you truly do believe that, if you truly do believe that you have it in you to be an excellent writer for Marvel, then that's what you should be saying. I got you. I, I believe you. in you, Andy. Thank you. No, I really do. I mean, there's a couple projects I'm working on. There's one that I haven't that I haven't really told anybody about that's very, you know, personal to me that I keep working on because the feelings are there, you know. Like, I, I really believe that it's for you to write a good story – you have to have your heart into it and you have to not necessarily relate to the character, but you have to be in a spot where, okay, if I was in that position, how, what would my feelings be considering all the circumstances around me, who my friends are? So like just the central idea of Spider-Man um, giving up his own life because he was uh, endowed with this power. And so he's living up to that responsibility. Like, that's something that I can breathe life into. And then the same thing with Captain America, the idea that, okay, I am a symbol and I embody um, the idea of patriotism and what America stands for. And then taking that next step and saying and defining, well, wait, in this difficult time, what does America stand for? What am I as a hero? Who am I supposed to be? What are the ideals that I need to be upholding? And can I really hold the mantle if I don't agree with the ideas that America is espousing right now? Kind of, kind of that, um, you know, America should be aspiring to these I- ideals, even though they're not saying them right now. I think that those those themes can lead to very good stories. That's what you're writing. Is that what you're writing? No, no, no. Uh. Uh-uh. No, I'm giving you reasons why I think I would do best at a Captain America or Spider-Man book other than a team book or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. And I can think of Daredevil as well. You know how Mark Mark Wade has a right now what he's doing. Everybody has a different take on Daredevil, and like, um, you know, Brubaker really took him and said, okay, well, he is the, you know, the man without fear. Well, I'm gonna bring him to a point where he actually fears something, and that's kind of what Brubaker and Diggle did. And so they brought him all the way to Shadowland, and and really the whole thing was telling a story about not not um you know demon possession and ninjas, but really it was okay. What happens when the man without fear is penetrated by fear, and he his whole mantle is upset, you know? And that's why Black Panther was cool when he went to New York because he now he's he's not a ruler of anything, so it's like. Now he has to figure out how to be that man without fear because he was stripped of everything and that fear 
you know, penetrated him. So anyway, I, thinking about those things, those are what make good stories to me. And events don't make good stories. And I was talking to a couple people and they were like, oh, Avenging Spider-Man, that's terrible. It's a, Zeb Wells does a terrible job on it. But I don't know if you've read it, but issue five and issue – no, issue uh, – what just came out? Issue six? Issue four and issue five are fantastic stories about um, Spider-Man relating to Hawkeye. Have you read those at all? I read issue one, and I was just kind of put off by the art, so I haven't I haven't read anything since. Okay, well, I would recommend that you read issues um, four and five or five and six. I'm not sure exactly which ones, but okay. – um, the, the first one is an issue about Spider-Man and Hawkeye. And Hawkeye keeps saying he just will not stop. Like, he's cocky and he's the best. And, you know, and Spider-Man's like, what are you doing? You don't have to do that. And he keeps practicing. He keeps shooting. He shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots. And finally, he weasels it out of him. And he was like, man, look, I don't have any superpowers. I'm on the Avengers team. If I mess up, if I can't hit my target, then I have nothing. And Spider-Man finally realizes, like, that's, like, a huge deal to him. Like, that makes sense. If he can't live up, if he doesn't keep practicing and stay sharp, then he's not a superhero anymore in his eyes. And so it gets to the point where from very far away they have to save the day and Hawkeye takes the shot and he can't even see it. And, like, Spider-Man's on the other end and uh, he's like, okay, did I get him? And he totally missed. And Spider-Man puts the arrow it, you know, to the target where it needs to go. And he's like, yeah, man, you got it. And he was like, oh, I knew I could do it. I'm the best. Ah. And it kind of shows not only Hawkeye's character of <clears throat> his cockiness comes from his insecurity, but also Spider-Man's character of, you know what, this means so much to him. And what matters to me is that we stop the bad guy. I'm not going to tell him that he messed up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then there's a great issue between Captain America and Spider-Man about, you know, living your roots and know, and remembering where you came from and how that defines you, but you grow from it. You don't stay there. That's the next issue. Oh, it's, I mean, it's great. Those two comics are probably the, the, the best comics I've read in probably four months. Hmm. So uh, definitely check. I mean, I'll check out anything based on your recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Give it, give it a go. See if you can pick up some of those back issues. Um, and listeners, I would, you know, if whether you like Zeb Wells' writing or not, like writing style, um, give those issues a chance, and because I, I, it's very touching, heartwarming stories about who the characters really are, and and we don't get a whole lot of that in comics. I don't know why. I don't know. Anyway, that's what drew me into comics in the first place. All right, so okay. Next question. Thanks for letting me ramble about that. Next. Hey, no, that was a great question from Kevin. Oh, well, uh, next question from him. Where would you like to see Bendis go? Uh, wherever. Just not, I don't know, DC. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why would you say that? Uh, he had a great run. Now move along. It's time for somebody else, you know. Do you think so? Do you think his 10-year reign is over? Yeah, go to Ultimate or something. Well, I mean, he's been doing Ultimate Spider-Man for 12 years or something like that. Yeah, so, like, take a break. Let somebody else collect a paycheck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm not really, I'm kind of bendest out, you know. I'm good. 
<laughs> I think I would like to see him. I I would like to see Bendis go to a um a solo title, not a team book. I do not really want to see him in X Men. I don't want to see him driving the X Men universe. Um, I would like to see him go back to Daredevil or go to another minor character. Maybe do a um a Power Man comic. Maybe go to Iron Fist, kind of a solo book that he did, does for a while. Like he did a great job on, on Daredevil. I mean, an amazing job on his run. And I would like to see him go back to a solo title and really build that type of thing. Like go to Moon, do Moon Knight more. And oh gosh, <laughs> no, but I mean, like his stuff, his Moon Knight stuff is really good. I know you don't like the art, but I like his character portrayal. Pick a character, one of his favorites, and do it. I mean. He did that for Alias. He did it for Moon Knight. He did it for Daredevil. All those characters. I mean, if you read those books, they're really good books. I don't really like him on team books. Uh, Yeah, I think it becomes too many people for him. Yes, I think so too because he tries to include everyone. And so he says, well, in real life, everybody would have a quip. Everybody would say something. And so he tries to put that in the book. But comic books aren't real life, unfortunately. Yeah. So you want him to go to to DC? Look at you. Well, you know, hey, they need to try and sell some books too. They are they're selling books. They got this whole before Watchmen thing going on <laughs> that everybody <laughs> is up in up in arms about. All right, well let's uh, let's do some state of the union. You ready for that? I'm just I'm shocked. All that that half hour conversation came from one question from Kevin. So good job, Kevin. <laughs> I hope that answered your question. (laughs) All right, State of the Union. The State of Our Union. You want to go first? Sure. All right, have at it. What are we doing? State of the Union. Tell me your topic. You said it was about the um, the animated. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so... What it's are we been... doing? <laughs> there have been a couple episodes that have come out of the new Ultimate Spider um, animated series and season two of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. And um, a lot of changes for Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, um, just in some costume design, some direction stuff. But then it's also revealed that with Jeff Loeb, I guess Jeff Loeb, when he came in and took over you know, running the Marvel Animation Department, he came in halfway as uh, Yost was completing Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes Season 2. And so Yost completed the first half, and then Jeff Loeb and their production team completed the second half. So there's a lot of talk about how the tone is going to dramatically change during the middle of the season, in that Loeb doesn't believe in in animated series uh, running from episode to episode. He believes every episode should be self-contained whereas Yost from from episode 1 all the way to episode 26 of the first season there were little bits here and there you know the stories inter inter they interwined intertwined intertwined, <laughs> intertwined with each other so I guess just interested on maybe what your your take is about that there's a lot of people upset about that the other thing with Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is that he's Jeff Loeb has been asked in multiple interviews about season three for Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, and all he will answer is big things are coming. 
for uh, the Avengers. So it's leading many to speculate that uh, the series is going to be canceled in trying to have the Ultimate Spider-Man universe be the Marvel universe and start animated series that go along with that as opposed to Avengers of Mighty's Heroes. So what are maybe your kind of thoughts on that stuff? Well, I don't think it's going to be canceled. I've heard that rumor, but that just seems like such a stupid move to me. Well, let's look at Wolverine and the X-Men. Well, that's true. That's let's true. Let's look at Spectacular Spider-Man. Well, yeah, you got me let's there. Let's look at Superhero it. Squad. Like, all three of them hugely popular shows. Wait, Superhero Squad's not on anymore? No, it got canceled. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, here's what I'm thinking. They're they're def they're definitely trying to jump new readers aboard. So, um I don't think they're going to cancel it because they just started the comic book series. Like there's two comic books for all ages. One of them is Earth's Mar- Mightiest Heroes. And the first issue just came out this week or last week. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is Ultimate Spider-Man, the TV series. So I think they're going to try to expand that universe into print. I And they may join them. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing to say that there's two different universes, right? Well, I mean, the animation style is so drastically different that it's, you know, like how DC... <laughs> All of their series look the same. Superman looks the same whether he's in the JLA or he's with, in the Batman episodes or Static Shock. He looks the same everywhere, you know? Well, that's not necessarily true. Don't they have a CGI Green Lantern right now? Oh, I don't. Then that one is one-off then. But all of their other shows, um, they try and keep a congruency there. Nice word. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I would be surprised if they did that. Um, even after you, you know, even after your examples, um, I, I would, I would think it, they would shoot themselves in the foot. But they have done the anime series. You know, they did the Wolverine anime, the Iron Man anime, and then the X Men anime, which I haven't seen any of those. Um, but I don't know. I think really what they need to do to engage new readers is. Um, Instead of having a different universe than the 616, and I'm talking about print right now, just segment off some of your 616 books to be um, to be all ages. Don't say, okay, well, this is the all ages universe. You know what I mean? Just tell, tell different stories that fit into that continuity, but just say, okay, well, New Mutants is, you know, is all ages. And so we're going to tell, and then, but just do it for a while and say, okay, well, we're going to, you know, cancel that book, and then we're going to start another new uh, all-ages book. And then if you start New Mutants again, you just say, this is going to be an adult title, and that's all there is to it. I I think that could work, but I know that some diehard fans out there would be like, that's not how this character acts. Oh, I can't take it. <laughs> so, um, Well, have you been able to watch either of this series? No, I haven't. I saw some... Before I went and saw Captain America, I, I, I watched the uh, Earth's Mightiest Hero, Heroes um, Captain America episode. Before I went and saw the movie, I saw the episode. And I really enjoyed that. I thought that was good. Um, I just, watching TV shows, I don't get to sit down and watch much TV at all. Um, have you, But you've seen the Spider-Man episodes? Um, I've watched two. I watched the first two. You downloaded them? Mm-hmm. You gotta pass them to me, man. Well, you said you were so busy, you didn't have time to do anything. Yeah, still pass them to me. <laughs> yeah, they're actually on the Marvel Kids website as well. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I might look around there. 
Yeah. There's but, some good stuff for the girls on there. They just updated it, revamped the whole thing. I'm going to have to look at that. I really I, – I like engaging the kids and learning and stuff. And learn. I mean if the superheroes have values to them, I'm all for that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So – I remember when I was teaching – we did a whole we did a whole thematic unit on superheroes and character qualities, and like so for Hulk we talked about anger and how to control your anger, and uh, for X Men we talked about diversity and the Fantastic Four we talked about teamwork and Spider Man was responsibility. That's awesome. Uh, there was a parent talking to me a couple years ago and how they were saying, <clears throat> you know I just you know I I know they like comics but. I just don't like the Hulk because you know he gets it shows kids that you can get mad all the time and you can break stuff and I <laughs> I said that's not what that book's about at all. And yeah. she was like, "Well, what do you mean?" And I kind of like spoke before I thought. And I was <laughs> like, "Well, that book is about the struggle of controlling your temper and like keeping that that monster inside and that struggle of you know, what the Hulk does is not good and you need to use that energy or that, you know, that temper or your anger for good things because if it gets away from you, it becomes very irresponsible and bad things happen. She was like, oh, I I didn't know that. I, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my goodness, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could talk talk about your topic more. I mean, I... I think it'd be a terrible idea if they if they said, "Hey, let's have one single Marvel universe within the or one continuity within the TV shows." I mean, it may work. It works for comics, but it's a different medium. And you're the only good thing that would really come out of that is that maybe they would say, "Hey, people like this model. We're going to this model with comic books." Because look, how much does it cost to create a TV show? And I don't pay for it, right? Yeah. I watch it. The advertisers pay for it. And if the advertisers see that, oh, there's a giant market for this, maybe the advertisers will pay for my comic books so I don't have to pay for them. (laughs) Well, you should definitely watch. At least try it out. All right. Well, what do you think about uh, Gambit and Hawkeye series? Eh, Yeah. About both of them, really. <laughs> really? Why? Uh, just Gambit, they've tried Gambit series in the past, and I really just have not cared for them at all. And Hawkeye, you know, he's done his own series with Mockingbird, and, you know, that got canceled. He tried that. I guess... Well, those, Gambit, are all, those are all limited series, though. Yeah, limited series are typically tryouts for solo books. Okay. And... They were they didn't get very big sales numbers. They were always past the 100 mark. So I don't know. They're just not two interesting characters for me. I thought Gambit. you I, see. I thought that you would have that reaction about Hawkeye, but I didn't know you would have that reaction about Gambit. Because Gambit's awesome in a team, but Gambit by himself is kind of boring to me. I'm not the thieves. The thieves guild been done a hundred million times. Uh, Gambit stealing something a hundred million times. Um, Gambit, uh, you know, his frustrations with Rogue. Like, I have not seen Gambit had very much growth in a long time. You know, since since he was revealed to be uh, part of the, the Mutant Massacre in the mid-90s. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, they tried to transform him into death by Apocalypse. That didn't really change his character too much. They, it turned out like he farted poison. Woo, big deal, you know? <laughs> 
Well, I think that now is the right time to do a Gambit solo book because he's kind of off with his own. He hasn't been used for a long time. He was he's kind of like mentoring X twenty three for a long time. She's mm-hmm. going to the Acad- Avengers Academy. Um, he's kind of being left alone. Yeah, he's at the he's at the school, but you know he's not really in a core team book. So I think that now's the best time to 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 go out and say. All right. Well, who is this character? Why is he such a loner? How come he's not fitting in with the rest of the group? And what he does with that alienation? I can see that really working. I'm not huge on the 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 team. Who is it? Asmus and who's doing the the pencils? Watch the language, okay? Well, his name is. Oh, you you're killing me. Um, <laughs> as as for Hawkeye, um, Fraction and Aja, mm-hmm. um, that team. I'm kind of looking forward to it because Hawkeye, he's coming into view. He's supposed to be heading up the Secret Avengers, whether or not that takes off um, that Remender's doing. Um, I think there's some stories to be told there, especially after reading that Zeb Wells uh, Avenging Spider-Man. That opened my eyes to why this guy is the way he is. And, um, yeah, I'd like to explore that a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not too keen on the character, but seeing what those two did with the Iron Fist, I'm I'm on board. Now tell me, how secret are these Secret Avengers? Are they? Does everyone know about them by now? I think that I mean most people would just assume that they're on the Avengers team, you know. So if they see them, they're going to be like, "Oh, it's the Avengers." But I mean, I think these are the Avengers that try to stay out of the limelight, and they try to they have to deal with the stuff that is unpleasant to deal with. Uh, that kind of needs that that delicate touch. So, so people do know. So, like the other Avengers do know they're Avengers, or they don't. Oh, the other Avengers definitely do. Okay. But the public, I don't think, knows that they're on a team that takes care of the that kind of stuff. So this is like so. Secret Avengers are kind of like X Force, but approved. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, okay. that's why Remender's writing both books. That's what I think, because X-Force is the X-Men kill squad, and Avengers is like, or Secret Avengers is like the Avengers kill squad, even though they're not they're not to that point yet. Gotcha. Oh, definitely. Now, let me ask you this. On a broader scope, as far as the Gambit and Hawkeye series, and actually uh, Cap- Captain America and Bucky is changing its title to Captain America and Hawkeye, so that should be interesting as well. Yeah. But um, these, how do you think in general now different characters should get their own books? Like, I mean, do you like the idea of people saying, okay, well, we're going to write this book and see what the sales numbers are and then we're going to get canceled or, or succeed and then we're going to go the distance? Or would you rather see you know, somebody say, hey, we're going to have a Hawkeye series for – you know, a year and a half, and then we're going to close that, and then we're going to do a Luke Cage series for a year and a half. And then, hmm. and anyway, what do you think? I think that sounds like a great idea. I hadn't thought of that before. I think it's good because then you can explore all the Marvel characters that you want without doing just the ones that are on the major teams. You can say, okay, well, here's a story that is happening to this guy during this time, during the event that the Avengers are in right now. We'll tell that story. And then... You know, set time, we're, we're going to shelve him, and then, you know, let's tell... And then they can explore it. They can do a Blade story, which inevitably will suck. But, uh. 
you know, then they can say, okay, well, we're done with Blade. Now we're going to explore this character. And then that way, you know, your writers are transitioning and the, you got more creative ideas flowing instead of everyone trying to write the same characters. Like Moon Knight. No, no, no. I mean, every writer writing the same characters. How many writers are writing Captain America right now? There's yeah. at least four different writers writing his character right now. So you think that character should be taken off the table? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that just like um, Nick Fury was taken off the table for a long time, um, and then you know you come back and he's in, you know, he's behind the scenes here and there. But you know, the, they're taken off the table. Not that they're, not that we don't see them in that sense, like Nick Fury. But rather, they don't get their own book. So, like, okay, well, and you do that, you don't do that with your core titles. You don't do that with Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, Spider Man, and Wolverine. You don't do that with your solos. But you could do it with, you know, Gambit, Hawkeye, um, maybe Daredevil, um, you know, a Storm book, a Mystique book here. But wouldn't it be weird if the character just disappears from the, like, Every 18 months, a different Marvel Universe character disappears. I think they would catch on to it. No, that's not what I'm saying, man. I'm saying that they shouldn't necessarily... I'm not saying they should... They, they should still be in the background of the books. Like, like if if there's a Hawkeye title, okay, for 18 months, and he but he's still in the Avengers book, and he's still being written by the Avengers, whoever's writing that guy... That would be fine, and then when that Hawkeye book goes away, he'd still be in the Avengers. But then, in place of that Hawkeye title, you would get a Wasp title. Well, any I know what you mean. You know I know what you're saying. saying. I know what you mean. So, or a Vision title, or something like that. And you say, oh, well, let's follow. You know, then you have like probably three or four arcs that tell a giant story, that delve into the character, and then you get to explore a whole lot more without, you know wasting money on contracts that you're never going to fulfill that you have yeah. to cut short all the time yeah i'd be down with trying that me too i mean i think mystique was probably when her series was out that was probably a pretty good example she didn't really appear anywhere else it's not well i mean i'm not saying they wouldn't have to appear anywhere else i'm just saying that but for an outlier character like that it was <laughs> fine. did you read that title yeah, yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Did we? Yeah, because I was telling you that the trades are for sale at half price books, and I was going to pick them up if you wanted them. Oh, do you ever do that? Um, I think they're like uh, twelve or thirteen each. No, that was Brian K. Vaughn's run. I'd like to yeah. get that. Yeah, there's two volumes. Well, it's... one through thirteen is Brian K. Vaughn, I think. So, is the other one Sean McKeever? Is it? Because I might be interested in that, too. Mm. I'll look it up. I'll Wikipedia it. You know, actually, I think DCBS, DCBS or InStock Trades is having a sale right now on Marvel Trades, 40% off. Well, duh, that would make sense, our sponsor. I think I think they are. I didn't get the email about that, though. So, yeah, I might I might go that way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, did I tell you I got from DCBS? I, I did eventually get those uh, Spider-Man Next Chapter trades. What do you mean eventually? Well, I mean, I we had talked about them, but I got them. 
I know what you're talking about. Okay, remember Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, 1 through oh, 29? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I bought the first two trades. I thought it was both I thought it was all 1 through 29, like everything, but it's not. It's I think I got 1 through 12 or something. I I don't think the other ones have come out yet. Are they going to release them? I mean, they better. I would assume so. When I bought them, I, I was looking through. I was like, wait a minute. But the reason why is because they do Amazing number one, Peter Parker number one. Amazing number two, Peter Parker number two. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting 24, you're getting 24 comics in each one. Yeah, I hope they put them all out. Yeah. So are you going to sell your floppies? Um... I don't know what I'm going to do with those. I'd still like to get them hard bound, and that was the original intent. But You have it in trade? What? Even though you've got it in trade? Yeah, but like a hard bound, like a nice cover. Oh. Maybe. I, like you did with the Thunderbolt. Oh, no, you bought those, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'll keep them around. I like them. <laughs> Let the kids color them. <laughs> do you know how many comic books I give away? It's insane. I know you told me. It's nuts. So and these maybe I can actually feel comfortable giving away rather than the Wolverine issues, where I'm like, oh, skip that page, oh, man. Well, didn't you end up paying like a hundred and ten bucks for the whole flop for all the floppies? Did I really? That's how much you sent me. Well then, yeah, man. I don't know if you want to give those away or not. No, especially probably. that there's a. I think it's issue twenty five has a Venom, Venom cover or something. That one was the hardest one to find. Really? I know issue number ten does. Maybe it's that one. Issue ten. Oh, and that's the cover to the trade too. Oh, it looks so good. Where he's holding uh, J. Jonah Jameson and Spider Man in the other arm, mm. and he's on top of a church and it's raining. That I got to tell you, that cover alone really got me back into comics. <laughs> it really did. Yeah, definitely check out eBay before you start giving them out to people on the corner. Okay, I will do that. And, I, I mean, I can't feel too bad. I did pay you back for those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it just it was, you know, it wasn't $2, $3. It was quite a bit of change that you invested in those. That's true, yeah. I hope Jackie's not listening to this one. Does she listen to our podcast? No, absolutely not. That's rude. Does, does Jen? Um, she's listening right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay, that makes sense. I thought she kicked you and said downstairs. You, go downstairs. Well, she just got home a little bit ago, so she's sitting in the living room quietly eating a milkshake. Eating a milkshake? Can't, can't you, yes, ice cream, your favorite. Don't you drink those things? Uh, she's using a spoon. You know what? That doesn't sound all that bad. A milkshake? Right now, yeah. But then when you get in, because a milkshake is already melty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you you just your logic is skewed. I don't like ice cream because it melts because you waste so much of it and it's just gross. But if it's already supposed to be melty How do you waste to... ice cream? Where do you where does it go? When you eat it and the spoon is more warm or warmer <laughs> than the ice cream, it melts and then it starts to drip down. I don't lick up that that melty stuff. Drip down onto what? On In your dish, in your saucer. <laughs> because oh then you well, you put the spoon in your mouth, and there's remnants of your saliva on the spoon, and you put it back into the ice cream, which melts the ice cream even more, so you get a puddle of spit and ice cream, man. 
Andy, do you ever kiss Jackie? She used my toothbrush the other day, and I had to get a new one. Okay, but do you ever kiss her? Yes. All right. So your own saliva is going to be okay, bro. <laughs> I don't like it. It's going to be all right. Okay, whatever. Are we... Your nastiness is on your own toothbrush, too. I don't. I clean. I... Yeah, you're right. I mean, for real, dude. Slurp up your saucer. No, no. <laughs> dude, I don't even, I don't wet the toothbrush before I use it because I don't like wet going into my mouth. Oh, I don't do that either. Oh, okay. All right. Because then it like just runs out of your mouth when you're brushing your teeth. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. All right. Are we done, <laughs> are we done with Save the Union? Should we do current yeah. events? Yeah. All and right, you should go it. have a milkshake. <laughs> What was that? I thought I hit mute. Current events. I forgot about mute. Did I not mute my microphone? What'd you say? I'm pretty sure I hit mute. I heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. I had a little cough. She threw the, the she threw the milkshake in your in your esophagus. Uh, yeah, I was eating my own saliva. <laughs> you probably were. <laughs> all right, all right. What's what's on the docket for tonight? We've got AVX one, AVX two, and Amazing Spider-Man six eighty four. All right. Now, did you read AVX Infinite? No, I didn't. Okay. Did you? I have not. I I've read I read the preview copy out somewhere on the internet, and it's just oh, the art's fantastic. Stuart Eminem is actually does a a really good job um, with it. It's very crisp. Mm. But um, I didn't see any of the you know the the special features of the the infinite comic thing and the panel progression or anything like that. So I'm gonna have to download it somehow. Isn't it free? Is it free? No, it's not. Oh, it's free. It's like a, what? I think it's like a dollar. Oh. I'm not scoffing. I'll pay a dollar. Hmm. Well, if you that. sell one of your Spider-Man comic books, you can use that dollar and get your comic. I could do that, but I would have to sell them all or none. I'm not going to do piecemeal. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So, what are we hitting first? AVX1? You would just do that? And, sure. then I'll, and then I'll do Spider-Man, and then you do AVX, too? All right. Sounds good. All right. Have at it. All right. Nova crash lands into New York City and says that the Phoenix is coming. Captain America presents this information to the government. Uh, Cap also meets with Wolverine at this time, and he asks if he'll be on board with helping the Avengers try to destroy the Phoenix or capture Hope or, or whatever, um, even though that will put him against Cyclops. Uh, Cyclops and Hope are... You know, meanwhile, back on Utopia, Cyclops and Hope are training, and the Phoenix is unleashed from Hope during their battle as Cyclops continues to just relentlessly pummel her and make her continue to push farther and push farther. So Cyclops assembles his leaders and uh, lets them know that it's their job to prepare Hope for the Phoenix so that it can be controlled, uh, as opposed to what happened the last time the Phoenix came to Earth. Um, Cyclops believes that the Phoenix could signal a rebirth for mutant kind his people. Um, however, 
while this is happening, Emma Frost detects Captain America that he's just arrived on Utopia, and he meets with Scott and tells him he needs to take hope with him. They do not agree, however, and Cyclops throws the first punch by blasting Captain America with an optic blast with all his might. Cap arises from the water and says, Avengers assemble. Out of the clouds appears the helicarrier loaded with Avengers, and Cyclops tells Emma to get hope to safety. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> that was the episode. Well, that's... What What do you think? Uh, I thought it was a good start-off. I think it laid the foundation much better than AVX Zero. I thought it planted some good stuff coming up. It it let us know, you know, it, it kind of just put all the main players into... To, the respective spots. The only thing I really... Well, I mean, there were... Once we get to issue two, we'll see there are a lot of hiccups between issue one and issue two. But my only significant complaint is the art. And I just did not care for the art. At all? At all. Wait, why? John Romita Jr. had his day in the 80s. And he... It's like he just recycles everything he's ever done. It's not even a style. It can't be like, well, this is John Romita's style. No, this is John... You know, every single character is in the same pose from a comic that he wrote a year ago, from a comic that he wrote five years ago, ten years ago. Exact same pose, exact same shading, definition. You just change Thor to Iron Man to Captain America to Cyclops. They're all the, they all look the same. It. I just am really bummed at his art. And that he was given such a big title. I like his scenery, though. His characters, his characters, it has to have the right tone. And for some reason, I really like his stuff on Spider-Man. And I think that if he went back to Spider-Man, I, I would be fine with it. Um, but his, uh, I, I do see the, I do see what you're saying about the characters and how they're all posed the same. I don't know. Sometimes you just can't get the proportions right. It seems, you know. He does. He does get him right, or he doesn't. <clears throat> he doesn't sometimes. No, Cyclops is weird looking. Hope yeah. is weird looking. Yeah, and I kind of had this complaint with the you know the Avengers uh, proper title when it relaunched Avengers the mm. first couple arcs when Romita was doing the art. Yeah, the first four issues. Do you hear that? What's that? Some sort of. Um. Some sort of. Um, our shower's running. <laughs> oh, is that what that noise is? Like a, a, almost like a humming? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really high-pitched? Yeah. That's insane. It's a little annoying. Okay. All right. I'm glad we talked about it. Sorry about that, bro. No, no problem. I thought it was I was getting feedback or something. I like the close-ups of the faces. I don't like the body shots. Um, the... The art wasn't my biggest complaint here. Um, I do like where he gets blasted, where Cap gets blasted by the optic blast. I, I like that. Um, I like how he draws like tension on things. If you look at the shield and you look at um, him holding the back of the shield, and, like the leather strap or whatever that is, and the tension on that. I don't know. It's 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 small things like that that really attract me to his art, but. He's not a, a major character guy, you know, like a, a ton of a ton of people on the page. It just doesn't do well. The cover for this book is amazing. Who is that? Jim Chung? Oh, I love the cover. The 
cover is great. That's what I want to see on the inside. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I don't know why he's not doing the in, uh, the inside of the book. Um, I did have questions on the first scene, man. What do you think that's all about? Oh, I think it was just showing that the death and destruction is on its way. Well, what, what does, what is the the? Are you have it in front of you? Yeah. Open it up. Why are the all these people? Why are they speaking a different language? Because it's an alien planet. Oh. What? Yeah, it's just an alien planet. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Where do you think the phoenix is? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. No, that makes sense. No, you're right. My bad. That okay. makes that makes perfect sense. I feel stupid it's now. Gleesy 581C. <laughs> oh, see, I thought that that person was like, there was something secret about that person that, man, I I wasn't paying attention. It's all good. You now, probably thought it was Gleesy 582B. Oh, that's probably what I thought yeah. it was. Yeah, you're right. Some Actually, other people were posting about that. Did you did you uh, do the AR the um, augmented reality stuff on this? No. Did I, you? I I did. Um, it was all right. It's uh, it's a pretty cool concept, but you know you know you take a picture of it when there's an AR code or AR icon, and um, then it kind of shows you the panels like the pencils and then the inks and then the colors. And sort of, it's like DVD extras, you know what I mean? Where is this code? <clears throat> it's on the printed copy. When you open it up on certain pages, it's a it's a red AR code. It's a box. Are you okay. blind? I may just not see it. Okay. All it's right. no biggie. All right. It you can't miss it, buddy. I'll point it out. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> it could be because I bought my issue from some crack dealer in the alley. Oh, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Like, all the colors are off, and it's good. That's terrible. <laughs> you probably got it from some guy who was like, I bought this for $100, or will sell it for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I, I like this issue. It made sense to me. I actually like the, the dialogue between Cyclops and, and uh, Thor. I, I, I heard people... Um, no, what was I saying? I say what? Did I miss that? Cyclops, my, my crack dealer copy didn't have that page either. Cyclops and Captain America. Okay. Man, somebody's calling the uh, the office phone. It's 1018. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I, Whose side from the argument on Utopia would you have sided with, based on what Cyclops said and what Captain America said? Ooh, good question. I'm gonna have to go with. Wait, well, who am I? Like, what side am I? No, you're Andy Kirby. Based oh. on their arguments, they're on the Utopia. So I'm I'm just a person of the public. I'm not an Avenger. I'm not an X Men. No, I mean, I'm saying Andy Kirby right now at 10:18 p.m. <laughs> What I mean, based on what Captain America said about showing up to get hope and what Cyclops' rebuttal was, who do you think would... If, if you were the Judge Judy, who would you rule in favor of? Captain America's right or Cyclops' right? Oh, Captain America, hands down. Like, I don't even think it's a... It doesn't even make sense to me. Like, I think most of the mutants agree with Captain America, too. They're just showing their solidarity. 
I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't because he's saying, okay, we need to take her in, we need to protect her because this force is coming, it could destroy her. And Cyclops is saying, no, it, it may not. Uh, it may help all our people. And everybody's like, yeah, I mean, it, it may, but I mean, this, the Phoenix has destroyed a lot of planets. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think Cyclops is going nuts. I don't know. See, I don't know how this really relates to Gene, like his feelings of Gene. What am I supposed to be thinking that he's feeling? Like, oh, the Phoenix is coming back. You know, it, it, it killed my wife. But other than that, what am I supposed to be... Like, Is he? wouldn't he hate it for that? Um, but he, he thinks it's coming back to restart the mutant population. Right. Well, I mean, he does have a point when he says, you know, why does it keep coming back to us? He does He does have a point there. Well, and what, um, what evidence does he have to think that the Phoenix is going to restart the mutant population? Uh, it's just a hunch. I mean, the prophecy about hope or whatever. Yeah. Do you think Bishop's going to show back up? Mm-mm. No. Do you think that's just abandoned? I think for a while. Oh, but you think that some writer will bring him back eventually, but not, but that's I mean, just kind of incidental. Oh yeah, because I mean, freaking Joseph got brought back. Right. right. <laughs> They'll bring anybody back. All right. So overall, what do you give this issue? Would you say it's a? I mean, would you say that it's it's a good issue? It's it's okay. It's not worth your time. What would you say? I overall, it was pretty good. I thought it was good. My my biggest thing was just the art. I thought it set up the story real well. About you? Yeah, I thought so too. I I wasn't uh, I wasn't disappointed with this issue. So, now one thing, let's go back to the questions that Kevin McVicker said. Um, he said, "What's up?" Oh, actually, we'll do that when we do ABX two. My bad. All right, let's uh, let's switch to um, Amazing Spider-Man six eighty four. All right. All right, the cover of this issue, not that bad. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. I, uh, the top half I wasn't a fan of, but actually the bottom half of Spider-Man's costume I actually did like, even though it's a weird-looking shape thing. It's more... I don't know. I like how the costume falls across his shoulders, and it's more realistic how it would look, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so basically, um, the Avengers just got taken out by the Sinister Six... And um, some of them are being rescued. Um, Black Widow is being rescued by a stealth Silver Sable. Um, all the other Avengers are on the beach and they're incapacitated. They've been done away with pretty quickly. Ock has Spider-Man in his grasp. And then um, there's a distraction. Ock loses his concentration. Spider-Man gets away. And all the other Avengers are taken down in the sea in their the giant Octo-Sub. So Spider-Man, Silver Sable, and Black Widow are who's left. And they get in touch with uh, Horizon Labs, who they've been shut down by uh, J.J. Jameson. And so they're on their their floating lab in the middle of the ocean. And so Spider-Man's contacting them, and he's saying, well, there's a, you know, I need more tech. Do we have anything to combat these guys? Because um, I need more. Things didn't work. Um, at the same time, uh, Doc Ock is addressing a cool picture of Doc Ock. I really like this, even though he looks like a weirdo alien thing. Scary. Yeah, man. He's addressing the UN, 
and he says, okay, like, are you guys going to help me or let me be the one to stop global warming? I have these nano octobots that are going to create this lens that's going to reverse global warming. Are you guys going to be the one? And so everybody says, I agree, I agree. And he says, look, just tell me who doesn't agree. And then he says, now compensation. And he says, this wasn't, this was never about blackmail. This is compensation for services rendered. So basically what he's saying is, I'm not extorting you. This is just, you know, fairness, what you owe me. So, mm-hmm. and he asked for some weird things. He says, uh, first, my colleagues have, you will expunge their criminal records and deposit $2 billion into each of their private accounts. Now, I thought it was interesting that on the same page, we see that um, Marco, he all he's thinking about is his daughter. So. Yeah. You know, we don't see anybody else's motives. We don't see anything else um, of, of of why they're doing what they're doing. But we do see his, which makes me think that eventually he's going to... Um, either each issue is going to deal with a separate person of the Sinister Six, or um, he's eventually going to turn on Doc Ock. Well, uh, Rhino, we got a little bit of illusion. There's a different kind of payment. That's true. Yeah, he did say, okay, well, you know, Doc Ock is giving me something else. But I think that just meant he's going to he's gonna guarantee that he's the one that kills Spider-Man or something. Well, I thought that, I guess I thought the, the daughter thing was just so that we understood what happened later. Maybe, but I mean, I, I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? We will. <laughs> so then um, the uh, delegate from... Simcaria, is that how you say it? Sure. Okay, he uh, slips some info to Silver Sable, and they go after the hideout where they're making all the you know the Octobots for the for the lens, and they say we can still end end this. And so Spider-Man works on some tech, and he forms a plan with Horizon. They attack it. It's in the middle of the Sahara Desert. They find out that they've been set up, and then. Um, Sandman attacks. He's got the entire desert at his disposal, so he's very formidable. Um, but then Spider-Man gets this idea that because all the sand can follow his commands, there must be something, one piece of sand that's telling all the other ones what to do. And so he tries to locate that, and eventually he captures that one piece of sand, and um, you know everything else falls apart. So... Anyway, um, that's kind of it. Oh, oh no, no, the big thing at the end. Um, he's Doc Ock, who is looking really ridiculous. He looks like a bird in this last panel. He looks like an owl. Um, he pretty much says, "Okay, everybody, if you want me to do this, um, you need to." Go after Spider-Man. Say, all everybody, put aside your differences. Unite against this common foe. If you want me to do this, here's who's trying to stop me from doing this. And his name is Spider-Man. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a good twist for next episode. I mean, next issue. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't really been digging this, and I haven't been digging the big time, uh, the whole era. But... You know, when everybody, the entire world has to go, you know, the ends of the world, that makes sense. Like, if if everybody's faced with a, a threat and uh, somebody says they have an answer and, 
this person's trying to stop me, then people are going to... It's kind of like in The Dark Knight when they said, okay, when Joker said, I'm going to blow up the hospital unless somebody kills this guy and then people started to kill him or try mm-hmm. to kill him. Yeah. So I kind of view it that way. What do you think? We're talking about DC stuff, but whatever. No, that's movie stuff. Oh, okay. What do you think? I liked it. I thought the issue was really good. Uh, I liked the the battle. I liked uh, I like the the like the universe connectivity that we've seen a lot lately with people and other people's books because I just think that's how the world would really work in a superhero world. See, I don't like that, but go on. <laughs> I and it's fine. It just it makes sense if everyone lives in New York, they're gonna see each other often. And if this if the world is truly being threatened, you might want to get some superheroes to help you out. It just makes sense to do that. No, that's I, true. That's true. I don't know why the for so many years the phones haven't worked for them to call and say, Hey, you you know, you wanna help? It, it just they haven't worked, so I'm glad that they're working now. But uh yeah, the only part I because there's always the only part <laughs> was you know, it would have been interesting. What if Spider-Man was wrong and there wasn't a piece of Sam that controlled Sandman? You know, that uh, would have definitely changed the story up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that definitely would. I mean, are you saying that it's kind of... Why wouldn't you like that? You said the only thing. Well, because he's been battling Sandman for years now. And it's just... I mean, he's defeated him in so many different ways. It's kind of... I mean, it's definitely convenient for the story that they figured out there must be a piece of sand that controls everything. I thought that too. I kind of got that sense too, but there was nothing like when I really thought about it, I was like, well, really what is controlling all this stuff? Because it it can't be his mind because his mind is made of sand. Yeah. So it has to be something. And even though I didn't like what they came up with one (laughs) grain of sand that encapsulates his whole being, his whole essence, even though I didn't really like that, I mean, I couldn't really find fault with it. Mm-hmm. So. But otherwise, I liked it. I thought the art, because I'm not a big fan of his art, but I thought his art worked well for this issue with, you know, scary guys like uh, Sandman and and uh, Doctor Octopus. I thought it worked really well. Yeah, I think Ramos and Delgado work together very well as for colors. Did you like it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of the better ones. I still can't just... I, I, there's something that's just holding me back. It's too big. And like what you were saying with everybody being in each other's books, that's kind of what I like about Spider-Man. Like, you get guest appearances. To me, like, you're lucky in in New York if you see Spider-Man. You know, like, there's so many people. He's out saving saving people. But, like, you don't see him every day. He's there every day. Yeah. but. You know, the average person doesn't. Now, I know it's a little bit different because the world is smaller when you're a superhero because the community is smaller. You're not in the general population. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it for Spider-Man to meet these people, he's got to kind of stand up to these people or else it just doesn't make sense. Like, really, what can Spider-Man do next to Iron Man or Thor? Like, so it kind of means that he has to get stronger or new costumes or new abilities or they have to look weaker or they have to fight bigger baddies. And that's not what Spider-Man's about, you know? Like, it doesn't make sense once you start putting those other characters in there. He's a street-level guy, you know? Yeah. 
And that's why I like Daredevil. He's a loner. He keeps to himself. And he's like, I'm going to take care of my own issues, you know? Yeah. So, I can't get past that. But I'm sure it'll be over eventually. You can get past it. I don't know if I can. Oh, you can. By the end of this storyline, you'll be gone. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks for telling me that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, now we can address uh, McVicker's second question. Number two, what's up with Aaron completely ignoring ignoring Bendis' final scene in AVX-1 and having the X-Men knock the Avengers out of the sky before the Avengers jumped? Did I miss something? Do you have an answer for this first? Let me open up my issue. So what's he saying now? Okay, he's saying in AVX number one, they all jumped out when he said Avengers Assemble and they all landed on the beach or in, in midair or something. And um, then in AVX number two, they're all standing on the deck and um, Colossus, uh, you know, jumps in and and starts throwing people around and stuff inside the ship. I see no one has jumped out. I'm looking at issue number one right now. No one has jumped out. That is correct. So what is McVicker talking about? Well, let me open up issue number two. All right, it's number two. The airplanes are flying around. I mean, it, it. There's no continuity gap right there. Right, right. So, what do you think he could be talking about? I think he was just misinformed. I think I actually have the answer to this. In New Avengers. Number 24, which I don't have in front of me. I think it's 24 or 25. I think it's New Avengers 24. They do actually jump out at the end of it. They're like, uh, Rolk is saying, let's go, let's go. And um, they do actually jump out of it. And I think that's what he's probably thinking of. They do. You're right. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, you have it open? Yeah. Is it 24 or 25? 24. 25's not out. Um, just looking back at the pages beforehand. Well, I think what can be best explained is we see people falling out. We don't know that they necessarily jumped out. Well, what is Hulk saying during that? Or Rolk saying? Isn't he shouting something? Well, let's be ready for a full-scale mutiny. Be pleasantly surprised if one doesn't happen. Yes, some of you... Some of you, this may mean finding friends, people we admire, but we're talking about stopping the end of days... Everything we've been fighting for is all for... Wait. He's not on the... Hulk is saying that while they're at the Avengers um, mansion. What's the last panel, though? Isn't he saying... The last panel is a red panel with Luke Cage falling down. Oh. Because if you... What... Because they're all still at the Avengers mansion because Hulk is talking. They're still around the table and Thor's there when we know he's really in space, so... That means that they're all at the mansion. They're not on the, uh, they're not on the helicarrier yet, because Jessica Jones is there with them too. Let me let me get this out here. Now I'm super curious. <laughs> See, the only reason I knew the answer to this is because I made the exact same mistake. I was like, wait a minute, they're still here? That doesn't make any sense. Well, now at the beginning of the issue. Oh yeah yeah yeah, they're they're all jumping out. 
He says, fight smart, fight the fights you can win. Don't pick a fight beyond your power grade. Don't think of it as fighting a friend or an X-Men. Think of it saving the world. Put your opponent down because they will do likewise. If we are not successful, the world won't exist tomorrow. Be successful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, man, I got to tell you, this art is just so pretty. I, th- I mean, I think there's definitely a, an, uh, a little bit of an issue here. Yeah. I think Marvel could explain it away as they're what we f- don't see is that Colossus has just flown through it, and they they're all going out now. Okay, all right. So to answer your question, you're looking <laughs> at you're looking at the fourth page, Kevin, of uh, New Avengers 24, and so there is no continuity gap with AVX one and two necessarily. All right, so go on AVX two. All right, AVX two. Same team uh, with Ramita Jr. The battle begins with Ma- with the Magneto fastball specialing Colossus into the helicarrier. Now, Aaron wrote this one, not Bendis. Okay, well, the art was still the same. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that kind of, there, <laughs> it's, right. it's a completely different tone, so I just wanted to point that out. No, you're absolutely right. All right, so the battle begins with Magneto fastball specialing Colossus into the helicarrier. Helicarrier. The Avengers come tumbling down, and the Red Hulk goes into battle with Colossus on the ship. Meanwhile, in the water, Namor battle, battles Thing, well, really just punches him out of the water, uh, while Luke Cage goes to battle with Namor underwater. Emma rushes Hope to safety and tells the other Generation Hope kids to keep her safe no matter what. Iron Man and Emma battle each other with Iron Man releasing some kind of bots that affect her telepathy. Um, and a Magneto shows up and goes against Tony as well. Far away, Quicksilver uh, sees the battle on TV and in three seconds is already at Utopia and punching Magneto in the face. Scarlet Witch was also with Quicksilver at this time watching the battle while drawing a picture of the Phoenix and writing... This is how the world ends. Yeah, did you like that little Wanda's Dream journal? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that would be on the cover. That wouldn't be in the middle of the pages. Well, you gotta make it. Yeah. Okay. Picky, picky. All right. Um, then there's some odd banter with Black Panther and Storm, saying this is why we have a marriage counselor, which was so out of character and weird. Um, then Captain America and Cyclops are furiously battling against each other while the other X-Men are shocked that Wolverine is actually fighting against them. Uh, Magic transports Doctor Strange to her demonic dimension, where they'll probably start to do battle in AVX 2. Meanwhile, Hope wants to be in the battle with the big guns outside, so she takes out her own teammates in Generation Hope. Uh, As she does this, Wolverine and Spider-Man arrive, having snuck through a sewer drain, only to find Hope is on fire. She chars Wolverine and defeats Spider-Man, running away from the island just in time for Cyclops and Cap to discover the defeated heroes. Meanwhile, Thor's out-in-space team has arrived, and they meet the Phoenix. Wow, again, well-written, well-done. Thank you. Alright, what do you think of this issue? I liked it. This issue was action packed. It was nonstop. I would I didn't have any like boring pages, you know. There was just like beating the crap out of each other. It was interesting to see some fights, you know. I, uh, 
there were a couple little things like, where did Hepzibah come from? <laughs> gone I, forever. You, you know what? I noticed that too. I noticed that too. I was like, man, oh man, what a where's Billy Tan? Where's Brewbaker? Yeah. Where what is uh, Jubilee doing there? Because she definitely decided to stay with the vampire. She did not. She never came back to Utopia. Uh, some of those kind of things. Uh, and definitely the whole. And you know, I don't know if it's just because Storm's my favorite character, but for Storm to land and be like, "We have a marriage counselor," like what? <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I did not like this issue. Oh, okay. Talk to me. Well, okay. Uh, the the best page, the best panel is where Spider-Man and Wolverine are laying on the ground and the smoke's coming up. Um. Because <laughs> it's the end. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the. I think that the. That's the best art. I would oh. say the best art panel. The, the writing for this. Okay, the art. Same complaints as last time. You know, so that's not going to change. The writing for this is so bad. It's just like. And he threw this punch, but it's it's gussied up. It's like irradiated muscle strain. Organ met, organic metal groans. This is the fourth broken nose already. He counters it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do not like how Aaron is is telling us what's happening. It's kind of like this issue should have been a silent issue, you know, sure. except for a few parts. Now, uh, once again, the art on the close-ups is really good. I like um, seeing um, Cyclops' face, and I like seeing uh, Captain America's face. You know what I really like? I really like how Captain America's eyebrows go inside his mask sometimes. <laughs> I really like that. That makes, I mean, to me, that makes perfect sense. Like, it's not going to be right every single time. Um, just these these matchups, like, it doesn't, they don't, why, why even have them? Like, this was like a throwaway issue to me. Really? Yeah, I mean... I don't really care about the battles between the two unless you're going to do unless you're going to tell me every blow of how Thing and Luke Cage are fighting Namor and really give me a spectacular battle of who has the upper hand when what tactics they use on each other instead of just them punching each other then I don't want to see just a bunch of a bunch of matchups and then like imagine in my mind Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if I actually got to see this fight between the two of these guys? Like, I get to see in the background Daredevil against, um, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Danny, like, who's got the mechanical arm? Karma? Danny Moonstar? What page are you on? Um, 16, 17. It's where, where Cap is holding his shield and he says... Or uh, Cyclops is saying, fight on the side of fascism. Oh, that's magic. Oh. Oh, it looked like she had a mechanical arm. Yeah, she does. She has a metal arm. What? No. Really? Yeah. What? You can't be on the X-Men if you don't have a metal arm or a metal appendage or cybernetic something. I guess that's true. It's the rules. But I mean, like... Look, pick anybody in the background of this, okay? I would love to see the Domino Iron Fist fight. Sure. You oh, know? Yeah. 
but that's not going to happen. So I have to like, I I have to imagine like what that fight's going to be like, or I have to imagine that's not why I bought this issue. And the whole issue is just fighting, except for okay, well, Hope got away. <laughs> so like, it's just like a cop out issue, you know. And then you got these throwaway stupid lines like, the final fruitless pleas of peace, the howls and curses of the battle cry. Like, don't tell me that they're fighting and there's fighting sounds and people are grunting. Like, that's, that's, that's stupid. Tell me how you really feel. No, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I hope that we get to see uh, Stephen Strange and, and Magic in, uh, in you know, Limbo and actually see that fight. I think it's one of the AVX fights, the uh, that limited series that they're doing. Oh, I didn't even know they were doing a limited series. Really? Yeah, what are they doing? They're doing a limited limited series of just battles. Oh, okay. All right. Each issue is two battles, and okay. one of them is going to be Magic versus Doctor Strange. I did not know this. Okay, that may change my opinion of this. No, if you ever want to find really good comic news, go to thecomicreport.com. They have some really good news there. Thank you. Sure. sure. <laughs> Great sight. I go there every day. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Do you really? Why wouldn't I go there? You're such a good guy. It's a good sight. <laughs> it's almost like the Drudge Report, but for comic books. <laughs> You're right. It is. <laughs> you tickle my funny bone. <laughs> such a good friend. All right. Anyway, I didn't I didn't realize that they were doing that, and so that makes a little bit more sense if they're going to flesh out some of these battles. But well, see, there's twelve of them though, because I'm, I'm with I will agree with you on that. There are some of these battles that aren't going to be fleshed out that I'd like to still see. Right. Right. Now, what What is? I'm just looking at like Danger's character. You know, when Danger first appeared, she whooped up on the X Men. You know, so what is she doing in this issue that the Avengers are not whooped up on? You know. Right. Okay, let me ask you this: on the on when they're in space and Beast is in space, who's the guy in the spacesuit? That's yeah. Ms. Marvel. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since when can Thor and Valkyrie breathe in space? I thought Thor. I think Thor's always. I mean, I'm more familiar with him than Valkyrie, and then I would assume since she's an Asgardian as well, same rules would apply. Probably. All right. Well, other than that, I mean, that makes more sense what you're saying, and so I'll, I'll say it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I think it's called AVX versus or or something. Oh, okay. Comes out next week or. Okay. Yeah, I did see that. You're right. You're right. I just didn't follow up on what that was. Yeah, I think it should be good. I know one is Colossus versus Spider-Man, and. Uh... I thought the the thing in Namor and Luke Cage that was a dumb matchup in the water. Like just hold them <laughs> down until they lose consciousness and then bring them to the surface. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like who in the world would jump in the water to fight? Oh, I got better footing here against Namor. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. So, all right. And that's that. And that's that. Anything else you want to say about that? No, I'm definitely looking forward to issue number three. So, I mean, would you say that overall this is meeting your expectations or you're having fun with this? or 
Um, I can't believe we're going to get 12 issues of this. I think it'll be good. I'm excited about it. I'm ex- I'm really ready. I want to... I don't know. I'm just excited about it. I'm more excited about this than some of the other stuff that Marvel's put out in the past year. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. I mean, this makes way more sense than Fear Itself. I'll tell you that. Yeah, oh my gosh. Fear Itself, are you freaking kidding me? It's... Uh, that was awful. Awful. It was. It was. So oh. I'm looking forward to Hickman's um, uh, Brubaker and Hickman's um, when they write the issues. I'm not really looking forward to Fractions. And actually, now I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to Aaron's after this issue. I just thought the writing was terrible. I don't know why. Like he's got his own style that really doesn't. I mean, they all have their own style, but. His storytelling really doesn't mesh with too many other people, so I don't know why they would throw him into the mix like this. Probably just because he's writing Wolverine, you know, uh, Wolverine and the X Men, right? Yeah, probably. I guess so. Is Kieran coming at some point? Is Kieran Gillen writing a couple issues of this? I didn't really focus on the writers. I just focused on the artists, so I, I can't tell you. Is Ramita going to be in the art, the the main artist, the whole time? No, there are going to be three different artists, four issues each. Oh. It's uh, Ramita, um, Adam or Andy Kubert, and all, I think it's Oliver Koipel. Oh, okay. The other, Well, I'm looking forward to those issues. That's some oh good stuff. Oh my gosh, me too. Get this stuff out of the way so we can get to the good stuff. That's so sad that you're talking about Ramita Jr. like that, but I, I mean, I have to agree. I can't say it any other way. I mean, he's a legend. He's absolutely a legend. But it's kind of like how you feel about Chris Claremont, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was great in his day. Nobody wrote like him. Nobody drew like Ramita Jr. But it was good when it was at that time, you know? Well, Koipel, he did phenomenal work on on uh, Siege, so. I'm oh looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's. Uh, you ready for the Tinas? I am ready for the Tinas. Let's do it. Ready? Go. The Tina Awards. The Tina Awards, arguably the best segment that we have to offer you, other than role play. Role play really <laughs> is a winner. Oh, it's not. It's. We get letters all the time about how people hate it. That's not true at all. I've gotten like at least 75, 76. And you wrote them all, right? Well, I wrote 74 of them. Okay. All right. You're, Jackie you're, wrote the other one. Did you? <laughs> that's true. Did you change your microphone? You sound all muffled. I'm sorry. My hands were on the keyboard. Oh. Better? Uh, a little bit. Better? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How many you got? Three. Okay, I have two. Andy, you always have two. And you always have three. So, so we meet again. What? Next time you have to have four. I For have... episode 44, you have to have four. Okay, let me write that down. Fourteen. Got it. Cool? Cool. And we're only going to do one one issue next week. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, ready? Go. All right, my first Tina Award is uh, at the bottom of my notes. Uh, <laughs> falling. Falling? Falling. And for 
Okay, well, I'm going to go with uh, the Avengers falling out of the helicarrier after Colossus slammed into him. No. What? No. Nova falling from the sky? There we go. Wow, I'm surprised I got that wrong. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I never talked to you about this. What did you think about the idea? This wasn't really played up, but I guess it's actually a creative idea of Magneto using um, Colossus as the human cannonball instead of Colossus using Wolverine. Yeah, that was sweet. It was kind of cool. Sweet. That was a cool idea. I would like to see some more interaction with those two because, I mean, Colossus you know, abandoned Xavier's dream and became an Aceloid and took care of Magneto when he was without a, a mind. And, you know, what, what, you know, let's see some interaction with some of the stuff that happened that, with them. An acolyte? Oh, is that what it is? I've always called it an acelloid. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an acolyte. I think awesome. that's, I think it's a true term. An acolyte. Yeah, it is definitely a true term. Yeah. All right. I think I saw that. That was uh, around Uncanny number 300. 304. Very good. Ha, ha, ha. You punched awesome. Bishop in the back of the chest and went with Magneto. Cool. Right on. Back I... of the chest. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I thought it was like through the back and then it went <laughs> so powerful that it hit him in the chest. <laughs> All right. You got one? I do. Um, backstabber. For Wolverine backstabbing the X-Men. Man, you're too good at this. Yes, that is exactly that was, it. That was like a pun or double entendre or something, too. It's, yes, it's a double entendre. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was an aceloid. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a double entendre. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got what I'm going to get. You know that one? Yeah, dude. Whoa. I mean, come on. No, that wasn't even a single. You think I'm a, you think I'm a, just a casual fan? Okay, what album was it on? Dang it. <laughs> the like live that. Best of Europe? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It's okay. I'm not even a casual fan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what album? Love Explosion. Oh, right. oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, you got what I'm gonna get. Is this Spider-Man looking for that grain of sand? Ooh, that's a great guess. But no. Okay, alright. Is it... Is it the Spider-Man issue? No. Okay, all right. Well, I was barking up the wrong tree. And that's a weird phrase. Why? It, it's one of those, like, let the cat out of the bag. Why was the cat in the bag in the first place? To kill it? Where else would a cat be? That, 
that's not what you do. You shoot him in the head. What? What? <laughs> no, you throw him in a bag and you throw him off the bridge. No. <laughs> that's crazy. Look, let's just agree that there's more than one way to skin a cat. See, again, like it's... Where, what's wrong with... Why would people say that stuff? That's so weird. It all comes from Chinese individuals. All right, so you want to guess? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, AVX number two, and it's talking about the Phoenix Force inhabiting Hope? No. It's... it's Oh, it's taking possession of Hope. It's Captain America saying, you got to Cyclops what I'm going to get. There you go. There you go. Aha. That one was hard, man. Hey, I'm creative. <laughs> you, you certainly are. Okay, my next one is... Go ahead. One of my favorite Tina songs. Really? Um, go ahead. It's more that. T- it's more the tear my heart out. What's the next line? Go ahead, sing it. Why don't you go? A- why don't you go ahead, tear my heart out? Um, why don't you go ahead, tear my heart out? Why don't you go ahead, hang me out to dry? That one? Yep, that's it. All right. Hang me out to dry. Right, exactly. Would that be Sandman? No. Is it Spider-Man issue? Yes. Okay. Hang me out to dry. Oh, because Doc Ock threw um, Spider-Man out to dry in front of the whole world. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well done. Because I I, I thought that was going to be hard because it wasn't the name of the song. And I was going for the other stuff. The words after it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, yes. Those are difficult. Yep, well done. My goodness, nothing gets by you. Hey, what can I say? I, uh, you know, I taught for like nine years. I've just, I'm on it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I subbed yesterday, and this girl, this first year, first grade girl, think thought I had no clue what she was doing, but I could see her off my peripheral vision. And I just kept looking straight ahead, not at her, and I called her out on something and made her go to her seat. And just the shocked face was enough to make me lay my head on the pillow and know I had a great day. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, first grade? Mm-hmm. That, that's after kindergarten, right before second. Oh, is that what? Okay. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a jerk. No, well, I mean. Well, you mean first grade? <laughs> no, I thought you only taught kindergarten and below. Oh, well, I don't teach preschool. That's too far below. So but, only kindergarten. Yeah, I'm, I would say I teach kindergarten ninety percent of the time. Okay, but what's your personal limit? You said no, no one above third grade. Oh, third grade. Right. Yeah. And I actually taught third grade this week, and I had to wrestle a girl out in the hallway. What? So I'm to think third grade is too big too. What? What happened? I told her to go to the principal, and she <laughs> ran the other way. <laughs> so you were like, "Come here!" Oh. Yeah, so she tried to run. I had the two music teachers help me, helping me corner her. <laughs> oh, ghetto. <laughs> That's terrible. All right. You ready for Tina number three? I am ready for Tina number three. 
Thief of Hearts. Okay, this is for Spider-Man stealing that grain of sand. Very good. You got it. Aha. He took Sandman's heart. Oh, no, I got it. It's very clever. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Thank you. Well, this wraps up another episode. And, man, every time I think, like, these are going to be short, uh, we're hitting two hours. Yeah, I was... We, well, we, you know, we had a really good question. Without that question, this might have been a short, short one. We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good question. I'm glad Kevin wrote us. Yeah, keep sending in questions. You don't have to send in. If just all you have to do is email us your questions at marvel six one six politics at gmail dot com and just say, hey, save this for the next show. And they can be anything. They can be like one liner questions, like what's your favorite ice cream flavor way to drink it you know whatever or it could be you know who's your favorite what they could be comic related too right 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 (laughs) but i'm saying it could be anything and just email it and then we'll know it's for the show instead of uh, putting it on facebook but feel free to put post stuff on facebook as well follow us on twitter at um twitter.com slash 616 politics um find us on the web marvel616politics.com that's where you can listen to our episodes and download them if you do not use iTunes you can look us up on Facebook facebook.com slash marvel616politics or you can give us a call as Andy mentioned you can email us your questions or you can give us a call and let us know what your questions are even just a comment and as long as it's clean we'll play it on the air call us at 616-755-TINA now, unfortunately, we did have a voicemail that came in, but it was three seconds of silence. So whoever that was, <laughs> that didn't really work. So we got that one at 4.30 today. And I was like, oh, sweet voicemail. And then I listened to it, and it was like, shh. And I was like, oh, crud. So try again next time. Um, oh, we're sponsored by our lovely sponsors, DCB Service Discount Comic Book Service dcbservice.com at dcbservice on twitter follow them look at their deals if you don't read marvel and you read something else or you read marvel and something else they sell that too you know that's cool um they got great deals on number one issues you order two months in advance they get 35 to 40 percent off they're amazing 35 percent off all trades at instocktrades.com do it do it. Do yourself a favor and do it. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, well, let's see here. Let's see here. We got... We've got dead airtime is what we got. Yep. No, you're right. Oh, they, <laughs> they emailed me and I have... Nah, I don't know where it is. That's a bummer. Yeah, okay, they emailed me. We have a special promotion code for them that you get 8% off extra, and you can only use the promotion code once, but if you... So that means you get 35% off plus 8 more percent off, 
And um, I will will have to say it next time because I don't know where it is. Nice. Well done. No, that's I mean that's a, a nice code. Right. Right. So. Well, Andy, I got a quick question for you. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? Um. Yeah, I drink some coffee. Does Jackie drink coffee? She drinks more than I do. Okay. Well, for Andy and Jackie and for any of our listeners, I hope you don't mind I'm doing this, Andy. Oh, um, my. What would you say if I could give you $200 worth of free coffee? I would say what kind? What do I have to do? Well, it's $200 of Folgers coffee, um, which lasts, I mean, $200 worth of Folgers coffee typically will last you around a year, <laughs> a year's supply. And Jennifer and I, we have our own business, and we're offering a special promotion this week. This just this uh, until April 29th that anyone this goes out for all of our fans for Andy Jackie anybody that you know friends um, anybody that orders $200 worth of coffee Jennifer and I will give them a $200 instant rebate how do you get this instant rebate when you're partnered with some really big name companies you're able to get those kind of deals so if if one of our listeners wants that deal look me up on Facebook my name is Jared Mayo, J-A-R-I-D-M-A-Y-O. Shoot me a message, and I'll be happy to uh, place your order for you and get you the rebate to send in for $200. See, this is something I would definitely use. I tell you, you know, so I might I might be doing this. Well, you've got nine days. Nine days. I don't know if I'm going to be talking to you within nine days. That's a <laughs> lie. I talked to you a lot. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that well, that's rude. Well, cool. That sounds like a really good deal. I'll definitely be taking advantage of that. I mean, because I mean, two hundred bucks. We make so much from this podcast. That's chump change. But it's free. You get two hundred dollars back. That's the thing. Oh, I've had right. A couple of people. They're like, well, I don't know. That seems like a lot. I know, but you're getting it all back. <laughs> so it's all cool. They're not. If they're not smart enough to understand coffee, then I really don't want to help them. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's a really big incentive, putting money back in my pocket. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you're you good for coffee for a long, long time. Yeah, that is cool. And actually, Jackie's birthday's coming up. So, I mean, how long it's good to sit down. I mean, it's, it's good to sit for a while, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's coffee. It's, you know, when they put it in the pack, the vac packs and all that stuff. The vac packs. But, dude, yeah. you could you could get her a year's worth of coffee and be like, yep, I just you're worth this much and not even tell her. Oh, I plan on it. I don't know why you had to verbalize it. <laughs> I'm going to do the same for my grandma. I'm sending her like seven cases of coffee. No, can we use this more than once? Yeah. You can use this more than once? Like I can order $400 yeah, worth of coffee? Yeah, two separate cases, two separate orders. What? How? Wait, when's the, when, when will I get them if I order tomorrow? Um, tomorrow's Friday. Shipping is typically around three to five days. Okay. Interesting. And then the rebate is eight weeks. Okay. So I have to come out of pocket, but the rebate, does it go back into my account or do I get a check? They'll send you a check. We'll send you a check. Gotcha. All right. All right. Right on. I hope you don't mind a little bit self-promotion, but I really thought that it would help a lot of people too if they were interested. No, that's true. I like the details. All right, buddy. Uh, fans, thanks for listening. The Body Politic, join up and like uh, Jared said, post on Facebook. Take yeah. it, take it. It's your own. It's your own. Take it. <laughs>
So, um, you know, do what you want. We got Flashback Fridays coming up tomorrow, uh, courtesy of Jason Edwards. Uh, go ahead and post pictures of celebrities and find out who they would be cast as, because we had some good answers last time. Uh, uh, what's her name? Mila Kunis. Kun- I don't know. I don't know. Mila Kunis, Aceloid. Right. That's it. I think that she would actually be a good wasp. Uh, I think she's too young. She looks too young. She's diminutive. That helps. Who do you think Jackie would be good as? Jackie would be... I mean, I always call her my Gwen Stacy, so I'm going to go with that. That's cool. Give her a headband. (laughs) Oh man, I she I'm she wears the headbands. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded a lot creepier than I meant it. Yeah, we might want to wrap this episode up. Okay, well, and next <laughs> week you'll find out who Jennifer is. <laughs> so, all right, until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs>I remember because I'm looking at the cover right now and it's got the UPC and the AR code and everything else like that. But Andy, come back to the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. And we're out. Awesome. That was a good episode. I thought so too. Sweet.